There's only one Cartwright. Haas, they call him. They call him Haas with a 10-gallon hat. I wonder how many times he wore a 10-gallon hat into an NBA arena. You know how we always see the fashion police, you know? The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright. What's going on, Haas? Fashion police. Are there fashion police anymore? But what's going on nowadays? Did you ever wear a cowboy hat? Did you ever wear a cowboy hat into an NBA arena or, or out of an NBA arena? No. Well, as you know, during the summer, uh, it is a tradition because I, I still drive the same Jeep that I had from 1980 with the New York Knicks. So every year I would come to Sacramento, go downtown, and buy a brand new Shady Brady every summer. So, yeah, of course. Cowboy hat, new, new cowboy hat every summer, Shady Brady. Now, the bad thing is that, and the horrible news is that a few years ago, Shady Brady went out of business. Oh, no. Very sad. Wow. And, and but you, uh, that was, those are great hats. I love those hats, and they, uh, they, they no longer exist. But you kept some of those hats from back in the day, right? No. You never kept it? What's up with that? No, one one year, one year shot. <laughs> one year. But, but, but hats, hats can last almost a lifetime. You, you realize that, especially that no. that never goes out of style. No, no, I, I got to have a new hat every summer. You know, this I'm having a flashback because remember, like I think it was one of the first times you came to Vegas, and we were walking through. Uh, was it the the Magnificent Mile, the the mall? And you go, what? I got to stop and get a hat. And you went and you got a hat. You got a hat. Yeah. And and you even offered to buy me a hat. And I go, no, I'm good because you know the hat that you had, I said, you know, I'm not I'm not going for that. Even though your hat looked pretty good. But so is that a thing? You still you you'll you'll go every summer to buy a hat still? Yeah, but I bet this summer I bought two hats. Now it wasn't a cowboy hat. Uh because my um my, my Jeep is over my son's house, my son Jason's house. So uh, this is more of a uh, uh, walking around kind of uh, street hat, so it's uh, pretty super cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I love it. Okay, all right, I, I love that. All right, man. So let me see. Uh, as you know, going to be back on the road starting Monday. I've got Atlanta, Chicago, Washington D.C., and New York. And so the Chicago is is circled, as you know, because I'll be going in the middle of the week. I'll be there like a Wednesday and a Thursday. So that means Froggies is open, correct? Yeah. But, uh, what, what, sure. what happened to the long delay there? What happened there? I didn't, did you fall asleep on me or did, did you have to have to think about what days you're open or what? Well, as far as I know, Foggins is open. Foggins okay. is open every day except for Sunday and Monday. Okay, good, good. All right. All right, so I'm giving you plenty of notice. So if you could put the word out to, uh, you know, whoever the, the mater d' of the year is, that uh, I'll, I'll be rolling through. And you think with with decent traffic, I can get there from the city uh, to your location in a half hour or so? What do you think? Or is that going to be a pretty expensive lift uh, ride? What's the deal? 
Uh, as you know, in Chicago, there is zero guarantees. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it, it can be a half an hour. It can be an hour and a half. Oh, jeez. So that's just uh, that's just Chicago. So or any uh, any big city. So I I, I, I do not know. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'll, I'll just make sure that I that I head out early enough so I can get uh, get a table there. At, at Froggy's. So I, I just want you to, you know, alert the troops that I'm coming. Uh, yeah, I, I can alert the troops you're coming. Just make sure you bring in per diem. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if we actually, you know, have a, you know, per diem like that. You know what I'm saying? That's going to have to be, yeah, you know. Yeah, don't, don't give me the Jack and Lisa. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring in per diem. Just bring it with you. That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, I don't know if we have uh, that kind of per diem to, to go to your restaurant like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you do. You guys got a very, uh, you guys got a great organization. Yeah. Uh, you guys, guys are world champs, so you guys uh, travel first class. That's true. That's so true. I'm, 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 so I'm sure you, you'll you'll be able to handle this, no problem at all. What's uh, what's in season right now at Froggies? Uh, would it be ostrich season? What would be the specials there? Summertime. Well, there's always a meat and there's always a fish, as you know. And, uh, you know, that's really up to Chef Terry and uh, our main maitre d', Mr. Rodrigo. So you'll have to uh, ask him about that. As a matter of fact, Rodrigo is a big, huge White Sox fan. Oh, geez. So, so you guys can talk about that. And, uh uh, you know, and, and watch those guys. They get very passionate about their teams. So, um, yeah, yeah, but they do an excellent job. Um, you know, you can talk a little basketball with, uh, with, with, with Terry. They don't know a lot about it. They just know they have two great French guys, uh, in the NBA now. So <laughs> right. they're very excited about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So those guys would love to see you. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been there, and like I said, that's that's a different uh, mater d because I remember my man Alon. He was fantastic, and uh, I, I, I that guy was uh, phenomenal. But was Rodrigo there with Alon, or did Rodrigo replace Alon? Rodrigo's been there for almost uh, thirty years. Oh, okay. Then so, I've seen yeah. I've seen him before. I met him. Yeah. So do you want yeah. drive? Do you want drive time? Do I want drive time? I can give you current drive time from Wintrust to Froggies. You could. I can right now. Like right now. Right now. Okay, so it's four forty-two there. This would be the time I'd be going. It All would right, be an hour and fifteen minute drive. Oh, oh my god! Hour and fifteen. Thirty point eight miles. Car thirty point eight. Thirty point eight. Cartwright, can you? Do you have a helicopter that I could use that day? Like I said, you're you're in Chicago, and and be and be happy. It's just an hour and fifteen. It could be uh, it could be twice that long. Uh, you know, here we go again. I may have to pass on froggies. I may have to eat downtown again. Man, you just got to go. Uh, try to go earlier. Wow, Numchuck, what kind of uh, can you can you do a lift like ride or an Uber ride and, and figure that out like for me? You know, how long know. that'll be, Chicago, right now, that traffic, that location. Look, <laughs> if he, he can get this. I mean, I, I, again, it might be beyond the per diem here. I don't know. If I submit that to the ACES, they're going to say, what is that? But, all right, man. Uh, 
Uh, I, I love I love Froggy. I just I just wish you were going with me. I mean, that's it. You know. But, yeah, I do too. But 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 unfortunately, um, my work University of San Francisco work starts uh, next week. Wow. So you know the boss says show up. You got to show up. You got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a cushy job this guy has. I mean, what a cushy job. But that's okay. You got to show up sometime. So you make sure you show up the first week of school. I understand. I get well, you got to show up and uh, you know bring bring. It's just like your job. You got to bring your creative hat. You got to be able to uh, surround yourself with a lot of di- different circumstance and. Uh, Try to make something happen, and um, and hopefully somewhere along the line, try to have some fun. So it's uh, it's a it's a really creative job, and I I like it. I like uh, connecting with our alumni. It's been uh, super fun. So it's uh, it's been great. All right, brother. Let's uh, talk about this uh, game tonight, man. Uh, the Aces and the Liberty. Uh, Aces are coming off two lopsided losses to this Liberty team, one back in Brooklyn, and then, of course, the big money game on Tuesday night that did not go so well. Um, the two alarming stats, they were out-rebounded 97-52 to in both of the, the both those games combined. They were outscored in the second half 100-46. to Some adjustments need to be made. I know Becky Hammond realizes that, but um, I don't know. You know, you... I know I'm probably asking the wrong guy this, but I'm going to ask you this from the opposite perspective. What's a mindset like with a, a, a team after that they you know, have gotten drilled by a team by this amount, you know, these wide margins, you know, basically the last two times that they have played them, especially for a, a team like the Aces, who are the defending champs, have the best record in the league, and they realize they're facing another top-notch team, but to be, you know, to get beat like that, what what's the mindset there? As you get ready for game number three, and again, this will be the third game they played in eleven days. Well, you know, one thing. Let's understand that the Aces still have the best record in in, in basketball. Aces are the champs, and it's it's all about living up to that kind of an expectation. So you gotta do this game. They should, you know, players players right now already know what happened. They know they didn't play well. You know, they got uh, uh they got their rear ends handed to them. So the expectation going into the game is is, you know, we're gonna come out, we're gonna play and and, and we're gonna win. Now coaching wise, the expectation is harder, I think. Because I think that because you do have some injuries, you do have people out, and you do have some people not playing well, you got to trust. So to me, that means that somebody off that bench, and I don't know who, it could be anybody, but somebody's got to step it up. Or better yet, somebody's got to be given an opportunity to play and then to be able to play and now be able to show what they can do because that's what it's all about, especially when you guys have injuries or you're not playing well. That's why you have those people on the bench over there. So um, player-wise, I wouldn't worry about it. But coaching-wise, I think, like I said, it's going to be harder because you're going to have to trust. You're going to have to play somebody else if you don't got it going. Uh, and maybe you got to do something different. Maybe if you got a pressure, maybe you got to play some zone. 
Maybe you got to change it up a little bit. Um, the uh, hardest thing about losing is, and you're not playing well, is everybody knows it, and it makes it even harder to win. No, great point. Great point. Here's the thing, though, about the bench. The Aces are very thin on that bench, and Becky Hammond is going to go to the bench more tonight. And when you hear that, it's it's a little scary because they they don't have production off the bench. Basically, they have a a they have like a seven person rotation. They can go eight, but they only have one scorer, and that's Alicia Clark, to come in off of that bench. And when Kia Stokes is is your fifth starter. And again, she doesn't score. She's there for rebounding and shot blocking. And what the Liberty did in those two games, they, they ignored her. They just said, hey, we're, we're just going to pack the paint. So anytime those guards penetrate, we're double or triple teaming you. And we're going to force you to hit those outside shots. And in these two games, the Aces have not been able to connect from three. They were six for 23 the other night. And then you go back to that game, um, you know, nine days prior. They were they were even worse than that, you know, from three. So that's that's where the problem lies here. And so I, I give New York a lot of credit for that. But you know, when you say someone's got to step up, well, knowing the personnel and knowing what this bench consists of, then it it, it can't happen. I mean, it's just there, there's no one that you fully trust that can go in there and 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 get points. And there's a couple aside from Alicia Clark. So you're talking about seventh and eighth players like Kirsten Bell and Kayla George, um, who I don't want to say they're defensive liabilities, but their defense just is not that good, and it's scary. So she's going to play more of the bench because she has to manage the minutes more because the Aces were tired and what you know as physical as they were, you know, with Asia Wilson and then and Jackie Young and Kelsey Plum and Chelsea Gray the guards, it makes it a, a tough thing. So I just really think that you know you got to hit your hit your shots. You just can't get out rebounded. You know, forty eight to twenty four, forty nine to twenty eight again. You gotta you gotta you know trim that gap. Your guards have got to do a better job. They've got to get down and they've got to box out and they've got to crash a glass. But that's going to limit your transition points. So it's it's kind of an uphill battle when you're dealing with you know this this lack of a bench. Well. Okay, you're telling me um, that these girls can't if, they, if these girls can't play, they shouldn't be on the team. Well, yeah. So, listen, man, you got to fill out a roster. Well, I mean, you have to well, fill out a roster. So you know, yeah. So you know, you know that's that's ridiculous. For one thing, these are all NBA players, WNBA players. They can do something. And look, um, you know, it's this ridiculous mentality to say that these girls have got to shoot. Well, they can't play unless they make a three point shot. And they they can't drive to the basket. They, these girls can't in, be in the game for three minutes a half, five minutes a half. That's preposterous. It, it sounds so, preposterous, so it, it, but it, it, so if you if so you watch on so a regular now, basis, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I I have watched the Aces, and I have watched a lot of basketball, as you know. And as you know, I'm not a big fan of this stand around. Jack up three point shots offense. Right. You got to be able to get to the basket. You've got to be able to drive. You've got to be able to do something other than cast up three point shots. 
it's preposterous. So when you tell me they can't play more than seven people, uh, this this is what happens. And, and and I talk about this all the time when we're playing in the playoffs uh, because we were able to play with the Bulls ten plus guys during the course of the season. That's why Judd Bushler's a hero. <laughs> That's why Bobby Hanson comes off against Portland and makes two threes in the playoffs against Portland. That's why these guys are able to step up because they get time during the regular season. So don't tell me you can't play these guys. You don't play them for some God knows unknown reason. So you've got to be able to create a system where these people have got to be able to play even for a short period of time. Okay, but you, you, you're giving, okay, Bill, but you're giving me Bobby Hansen, Judd Bushler, Petey Myers, guys like that who could come off the bench, uh, Ron Harper, you know, guys that can, that can play, that, 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 that can heat it up, that can score, that can defend, and that sort of thing. And I'm not saying the Aces don't have anybody that can do that, but I'm just saying they are limited. They are very limited aside from Alicia Clark. She's great. I mean, she's fantastic. She she comes in and she's getting a lot of minutes. But after you, then your next player, your set, your number seven player is a second year player. Okay, who does not play great defense. Okay, who's averaging about four points a game. All right, and you know she's got limitations. And then you bring in the 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 eighth player currently right now is a girl who comes over from Australia, and the game has not you know. She hasn't caught up to the game. She hasn't caught up to the WNBA game. And she's got size, and she can hit occasionally an open three. She can give you a little bit of rebounding, but she's not that driver to the cup. She's she's not one of those people that can kind of create her own shot. And I think that's where the problem is. And then after that... That that's all you have, you know, you know, you know, pretty much. So that it, it's. I wish it was the, the case. I wish it wasn't. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you guys have the best record in the WNBA? Yeah, but we got the best starting five. You got you got the best starting five now. Now, when Candace Parker was healthy, now, that changes well, wait everything. Wait a second. Let me just. I'm just asking you a question. So that's yes. Yeah. How many players do you have on your team? Currently, currently what, ten right now. You got ten. You got ten gals total on your roster. Yeah, well, actually nine. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys have signed nine. You guys signed ten people. Ten. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, I, so out of your squad, you guys can't. That's that's all you. That's I all. Ga- you got. I, I gave it to you, and if again, you can go look at the box. You can look at the the averages yourself and everything. You know. Yeah, yeah. It well, is a thin, thin bench. Very well this, well, this well, this is my point. If you have the best, you have the you have the best record in the league. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you shouldn't have such noticeably the best players in the league and trying to develop some players. So in this situation, you can now play those gals, and you won't lose so much off the team. Okay, here's what you got to okay, hold. On. You got to well, remember. Just let me finish. Let me finish what I'm saying. Go ahead. The shorter your roster, the weaker you're going to be. So that's what I believe. Now, you can give me whatever excuse you can. If those gals aren't playing, they shouldn't be on the roster. (laughs) As simple as that. If you can't play those girls, 
Why are? Let me ask you a question. Why are they on the roster? They're they're on the okay. Listen, they're not they're on the roster to they can play, but against elite competition like we're facing here, it's different. Now, again, remember the bench it was shrunken because you had a former six player of the year that yes, that, that, that is that is no longer with the team. Okay, so she has not played a game because of injuries and other off the court conduct. So that takes your six player, your former six uh, woman of the year out. Okay, so she's not on the team right now. Candace Parker comes in, who is a future Hall of Famer, who was a starter. She's out right now. So again, that's where the roster shrinks. And then where now your eight and nine players have now got to be your seven and eight players or your six and seven players off the bench. So that's why I'm saying. So yes, those are legitimate. Those aren't excuses. That's legitimate. No, it's not. It's, it is an excuse. I'm saying that if you would have been playing these girls at, before now, because you're the best player in the league. Well, they played. Uh, they played their minutes. Girls? They played their minutes. But again, now when you have to step up and play more minutes against elite, you know, defenders in competition, I'm just saying that you know, again, it'd be great if if Bell and George can come off the bench and they give you double digits. Okay, we've seen that you know maybe two or three times all year. That's what I'm saying, and you need him wow. the most now. But that's just the facts, and we got to go to the we got to wow. we got to go to the break here, man. Okay, go, 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 go to the break. <laughs> so, all right, uh, what do we got here, Numbchuck? Uh, I got a lift ride from downtown Chicago to Froggies. It's going to cost me anywhere in the neighborhood from a hundred and five to hundred and twenty dollars. Is that what you're telling me? There you go. Wow. All right, man. Let's see what happens. All right, Rifleman. Uh, that's not Chuck Person. That's Bill Cartwright. Yeah, you like that song? That's your, that's your second favorite TV show, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's, it's one of them. You know what's funny is that I have a truck coming out of the hanging in my uh, bedroom. <laughs> Wait, you can hang on to the rifleman, you know, uh, whatever you have, you, but you don't have a hat. You still don't have one of your cowboy hats. I got to go, man. I don't know. Seven-footer, we'll talk to you later, my friend. We'll talk to you... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be calling you while I'm in Chicago. There you go. Try, try to call me at halftime and try to play some players on, on, in, in the game. <laughs> there you go. You watch the game tonight. Watch the game tonight. We'll, we'll reconvene later.